into my dungeon. Welcome to Cauldron Script. I'm your host, Master Cauldron. If you're new to the show, we are combined 30 years of experience to dispel myths, get rid of stereotypes, and answer your questions about BDSM. You can call in at 865-268-4005 to leave your questions or visit the crypt at cauldronscrypt.com. On this episode of The Crypt, it is part two of the Lady Catherine interview, which gets into our personal dynamics and her introduction into the lifestyle after several years of marriage to me. Before we do that, let me hit those rules to love by, and then we will finish up the interview series with her. Rule number one, safe, sane, consensual, and informed. Rule number two, kinky. That's K-N-K-I. It comes from the Kinky app, available on all platforms. Not a sponsor but stands for knowledge, no intolerance, kindness, and integrity. And rule number three, the quote from Mr. Paul Young, submission is not about authority, and it's not about obedience. It is all about relationships of love and respect. All right, with that said, let's go ahead and jump straight into wrapping up this interview. I hope that you're finding it as interesting and informative as I did as I talked with her about some of these things, some of which were for the very first time in our 17 years together. I want to bring something up completely off this subject that you mentioned earlier. You said your first catharsis. Mm-hmm. However, that was not your first catharsis. Your first one was in 2016 when you were topping someone. That's a very confused look. That si- The silence that you just heard was a very <laughs> confused look. For the longtime listeners, they will remember that I have one switch need, and I don't really consider it a bottoming need or because... Catharsis goes outside what is topping or bottoming, really. Yes, there is a top. Yes, there is a bottom. But it's something of a spiritual experience, completely separate. It's one of my absolute favorite demos to do. And my particular proclivity on this would be belting across my back or strapping with a belt. The actual term for it is strapping. And you were performing this for me. Now, this is not something that I do even on a yearly basis. It's very rare. But because of 2016, uh, 2015, 2016, some things from years ago, even prior to us being married while we were dating, there was a buildup of things that we still had to talk about that were lifestyle related and you didn't even realize it at the time. But that all kind of come to pass in that release. And basically it went down, and and this is certainly sharing a lot of myself too, and something that is extremely, extremely private for me, not because I'm embarrassed by it, just because I think that people need to have those few things that are just theirs. So for me to share this on the show is, is incredibly deep for me. But do you remember how that ended, how the event ended? You went cathartic. But I wasn't the only one. I remember being exhausted and emotionally satiated. Let me describe (laughs) the scene for you. I'm standing shirtless with my hands on the wall, self-restraining against the wall. I informed her that I would go through three cathartic phases 
and each one would be accompanied by a change of position. I started with where I was. I then went to my knees and curled up basically in a ball on my knees. And then after that, that second cathartic phase, I went to the fetal position, laying on my side in the floor, hysterically laughing all the time with each phase. <laughs> but when it started, I told you, don't stop, start hard and go harder until you can't go any harder. And even at the point where I was laying on my side in the floor and you were repetitively striking me as hard as you could across the back with this belt, and I'm just in this euphoric laughter, I never said stop. It got to the point where you gave all that you could give because my instructions at that point were to keep going until you felt better, until you got it out. And all of a sudden, I stopped feeling the strikes. There was dead silence, a good seven to eight second pause. The floor creaked. We have wooden floors. Then I heard the belt hit the ground. And then I heard you hit the ground and burst out into tears. I remember hearing, I remember dropping the belt. I don't remember the rest of it. I only remember what I guess I felt after, which was the exhaustion um, in every way. Because I stopped thinking at some point and was doing and feeling. And releasing. And releasing. So yeah, I don't I don't really remember the actions other than dropping the belt because I I d- did not I didn't have the strength to hold it. So do you remember your actions over the next few days? No. It's kind of a blur. I can tell you yours, but I can't tell you mine. Hmm. It was softer and it was more willing to be receptive to understanding because that was when you were absolutely brand new Mm -hmm. and there was no more of a resistance and the conversation that we had the next day and basically checking in on each other was uh, about how you get it now at that point you understood Mm -hmm. why I needed to do the things that I do, why I needed to be a top. Mm-hmm. But I think that that also created a frenzy because in that understanding, they say that a little bit of knowledge is a dangerous thing. Yes. And it may have led to certain assumptions, and that's why I bring this up. Um, obviously, I want to share with the cryptors, um, but never without a point. And... Uh, would you say that because of of getting that little bit of information and it's sending you into a little bit of a frenzy, it may have led you in a direction with almost wanting to be an instadom? Yes. Yes, of course. It, um, it was such a feeling of power um, that you get 
drunk from it. And as we know, being drunk, you, you lose insight, you lose judgment, you lose logic. And so, yeah, I went through this phase where I wanted to just get toys and dress and beat on people. And that has now calmed down. How do you think that that affected us personally? Because you know where I stand on that. Right. I remember the only thing I can equate it to is this older, wiser dog trying to keep this super excited little puppy from attacking something that it's like, no, you're going to get hurt. So you kept having to rein me in and you kept having to pull me back. However, my nature being what it is. Stubborn. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I said that out loud. Oops. (laughs) Stubborn, independent. Um fought against that and fought against you. So it was frustrating for you because I wasn't listening and it was frustrating for me because I couldn't do what I wanted to do. So, yeah, I think it was just frustrating for both of us. Now, admittedly, I went about, uh, I went about some of that the wrong way and trying to rain man, rain you in, tame you, <laughs> tame the savage beast within. Um, but all in all, what would be your advice to people from that, from your experience over the past couple of years? When more experienced people tell you something, listen. There is a learning curve. However, listen to what they have to say. Sincerely think about what they are trying to teach you from their own experiences. It could save you a lot of trouble and problems for yourself, either in the community or within yourself. And take it slow. There's plenty of time. There's no timer on the lifestyle. And there's no timer or deadline on learning. Coldren, I find that he still learns things all the time about the lifestyle and about different people in the lifestyle. So take your time. Slow progress is still progress. And you don't have to do it all in one shot. It takes time. And it takes time to figure yourself out and figure out what you like, what you want, what you're willing to do, what you're not willing to do. And it's a journey. It's a journey. There is no destination in the lifestyle. It's the journey that matters. You know, you really just hit something because it's one of the things that I found. Everybody wants to have these goals. Um, in life, we're taught that we need to have goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's good as far as, okay, I have a goal that I'm going to put X amount of hours in every day to practice a certain implement, and I'm going to find someone to mentor me in this, and then I'm basically going to get them to sign off on my ability by, say, a year from now. Mm-hmm. that kind of goal. I think that's good to have, mm-hmm. but placing goals on roles or uh, expectations, things like that can be bitterly dangerous mm-hmm. really because if you're so focused on getting to a certain phase of, well, you know, I'm a newbie right now. I want to be a player, you know, a a kinkster, considered (laughs) just a kinkster within such and such amount of time. And then, 
you know, I want to earn my cover, which is a, a in the leather community. That's when you're earning your your cap, your master cap, to be able to do certain things and certain trainings that you have to be able to do. Um, I think you're really blind to a lot of the things that you could learn along the way that because you're so laser focused on that goal, you're missing out on a lot of opportunities. And though the ultimate place for us is either in the ground or in ashes, these goals that we make for ourselves can be very detrimental. Are there any of these that you have set for yourself that you've found that you've needed to back away from or? I think one thing, just in implementing different tools, since impact play is, I just enjoy it. I'm not looking to be a master or be a top. It's, it's not a need for me. So the motivation for me to practice with the different implements just hasn't been a priority because I discovered that in myself that it's not a need. It's just fun. So that was just part of frenzy. Yes. Okay. And that's okay. I don't have to be anything that I'm not. And being, and I find that you put yourself out there with a label on that I'm labeled as a domain. There's certain expectations that people have of you in, in say the last six months to a year. Um, I'm questioning, is that really who I am? There's a lot of things that come along with that that I'm not sure I want, that I'm definitely not ready for, but is it even something I want? But that's part of my journey and part of me trying to figure out me. It's not me trying to figure out my place in the community or my place in, in our household. It's what do I want? And the place that I have in our household right now, I'm very comfortable with it. It suits me and I don't, I don't even, I I don't even play, but our dynamics, the way they're working right now, because of jobs and different schedules, that's just the way it's evolved. And that's okay with me. So I think in the beginning, I was trying to assert myself as this, as this female dominant and this top and all that comes with it. And it became very difficult because I was discovering that I was going against who I was. And I'm a feminist, but I'm not a feminazi. I don't have to assert my dominance in a very blatant way, in a very obvious way. I hold my, my dominant nature comes out just by me being me, the way I talk to people, the way I carry myself. So I think I was trying to prove to the household and probably to me that, oh, I'm alpha female and this is how it, I'm supposed to be and how I'm supposed to act. I'm a female dominant when it really wasn't me because that was overly dominant. I've often said that the more forceful people try to be with whatever role that they're trying to take is a sure sign of their lack of security in that role. You know, the more somebody tries to push, no, I'm this person, I'm this person, I'm this person, Mm -hmm. the deeper their insecurities go. And to bring things full circle, going back to what you said just a couple of days ago, it's hard to be married to me (laughs) Uh, within the lifestyle, especially Mm -hmm. because I have had 20 plus years to figure it out Mm -hmm. and I'm still changing, still evolving. 
it seems like every two or three months I will change that tag on my profile on FetLife from mm-hmm. primal to evolving to dominant, uh, whatever. And sometimes I do it because I just look at it and I think, oh, you know, this tag doesn't really mean anything. That tag and newbies, everybody, you need to understand that that tag is just like money. It only has value because we believe that it has value. And the problem is, is that we want to put a value there that actually is not there. Just as money. I mean, a piece of paper, it literally, it it costs more for the paper, the manufacturing of the paper and the ink printed on the paper then what the honest value of that paper is. Your time is more valuable than what it takes to actually go in, click on edit, change that tag on FetLife, (laughs) and don't worry about that because you don't even know. I would say 80% of people end up being just the opposite of what they think they are when they get into the lifestyle. Yeah, you come in gun ho, uh, guns blazing, whips cracking, uh, <laughs> and it's just it, it's that frenzy, and you have this thing, you know. Oh, I'm submissive in life, so I must be a submissive. I'm dominant in life, so I must be a dominant. Oh wait, no, I remember I took psychology in high school, and they said that uh, that a lot of people who are dominant in their lives need that relaxation and then there was that one movie that i saw or that one tv show where it had that dude that was like some big powerful businessman and when he was off work the only way that he could relax was to bow down and kiss the boot of a dominatrix so that must be me because i need to relax more whatever (sighs) agree disagree still researching indifferent go Um. BDSMcontracts.org for their donation of beautiful 25-page soft and hardbound MSDS owner property contracts. They give those to us to give away, which we do giveaways occasionally. Usually those are run through our FetLife group. Just search Cauldron on FetLife. You'll find me. You'll find the listener group there. We have a really amazing community there. Be sure to take part in that. Also, whippingstripes.org, my personal maker of all things paracord and leather impact toys. They don't give us any money. I just love them. So I highly recommend checking them out. Whippingstripes.com. I agree. Uh, I'm going to use me as an example again, because I can only verify my experience. Being an alpha female, for example, is the truest label I have placed on myself. Simply because if you look in nature, the alpha female is submissive to the alpha male. I am only submissive to my husband sexually. In our everyday life, it's more egalitarian. However, at work, for instance, I can't be total dominant at work because I have bosses to answer to. I have a company I have to answer to. So therefore, I do have to be submissive. I have discovered that if I respect you as a person, either through education, experience, 
if I respect what you have to say and I respect the decisions that you make, it is not a problem for me to submit to that person. However, if I question the experience or the education, that's when I have trouble submitting. And sometimes it's just smart. It's just the smart thing to do, submit in your vanilla world. In career, in family, pick your battles. Pick your battles. Pick your battles. <laughs> but the alpha female is truly me in the sense that I'm independent, I'm protective, I'm territorial. However, if the need arises for me to submit, I do submit. It is the smart thing to do, to take care of your family, to take care of your career, to take care of yourself. All of the other labels, it's ever evolving. And like I said, I think you, Cauldron, are still learning things about the lifestyle all the time. I've often said the day that I think I know it all is the day that I need to give it up. Right. Because it's, yeah, I've seen a lot. I've, I've. Seen so much that I've forgotten a lot, but that doesn't really matter because there's always today and there's always, what am I going to learn today? What's going to happen? That's why I still continue to research and do the things that I do. And a lot of it comes through teaching. Mm -hmm. You know, each one teach one. Everybody has something that they can teach someone else. Yeah. And I think... So I am who I am. And if you were to put a label on me, it would be the alpha female. But that could change tomorrow. Uh, It could change next week. I don't know. But it's part of my self-discovery of what is what is truly me and what is a mask. So you ended there with an interesting word, mask. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That's a kink of mine. Yes, I know. I wasn't actually going to refer to that, but since you brought it up real quick. Yes. What What's the kink there? Uh, being anonymous. It is just about the sex. There's no romance. There's no feelings. There's no emotion. It's just sex. Which is why Eyes Wide Shut is one of your yes. favorite movies. Yes. Okay. Uh, but to get more to the point that I was trying to make with masks, um, <laughs> before your eyes lit up and you got that little ooh la la kinky grin on your face, we all wear masks. Yes, it's detrimental to our own self preservation in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. I've also heard that from a lot of people throughout the years. That term has come up specifically in people's description of why they like the lifestyle. Yes. Because they can reveal themselves. They can take off that mask in a safe place. Mm-hmm. Do you mind if I share your age? No. Okay. Well, good, because it's on Fat Life. So, 43 years old. And basically being a part of this thing that is so much bigger than any one person or any group of people. Mm-hmm. How scary is it still? for two, three years in to be so naked, so vulnerable. And, and I mean that proverbial, obviously. When she is a, a modest person and not one to get naked at parties or things of that nature, but she is a voyeur, not an exhibitionist. <laughs> I Right now, I feel okay about 
revealing this because it's people with like minds and with common interests. So it's a safe place. However, my mask being dropped, say, at work makes my blood turn cold. But if you're in the lifestyle, and from what I've seen, it's open to everyone that likes kink, loves kink. So it's a safe place for me to reveal that side of myself because everyone else is like that. Mm -hmm. It's a commonality. Now, I do want to back up for just a second because that made me think of what you said about picking your battles. Mm -hmm. Now, some people think that they're dominant because they bully people into seeing their side of things mm-hmm. that they think, well, no, that's I'm a domly dom and that's not what a domly dom does. I don't bow to anybody. I don't submit to anybody. And to those people, I say, do you go to a dentist? Do you go to a doctor? Mm-hmm. You're lying in that chair, getting shots, you're bottoming to medical play. Well, that's different. It's, no, it's <laughs> <laughs> sorry, but you're still submitting. Um, and it's just this bravado. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts when you see people? Because we know some people that are like that. Yes. And I'm very open with these people mm-hmm. about my feelings on that. Mm-hmm. And we agree to disagree. We've had the conversation. There's no secret. I'm not talking behind their backs. But how does that make you feel as someone who lives in the real world where sometimes you're just going to have to freaking compromise and people who say that they don't are liars? (laughs) Given how you feel about lying. I, I have a lot of difficulty with those bravado type people or that act overly submissive on the other side, simply because we are human. And there are, I believe everyone is submissive and dominant depending on the situation in the vanilla world. Who you truly are, you don't have to be obvious and blatant and show it off and and display it like a peacock because it is who you are and who you are will come across and how you carry yourself naturally the way you walk, the way you come into a room. And that side of you, there is no lifestyle vanilla. It just is. It's in both parts of your world. And just be who you are. Yeah. Um, And some of those people have argued with me that that is them being who they are. And I've pointed out that, well, maybe who you are is just a narcissistic jerk. Yeah. But these are also people that I find are prone to abuse because of that narcissism. Yes. And if they're also a sadist, there are four levels of sadism. I've talked about this before. Level one, eh, no. Level two, yes, you receive pleasure from inflicting pain on others, but you play by their rules. It's the pain that they want to receive. That's where I'm at. There's level three, which is where you will cross those lines. You will break those hard limits. You will hurt people in ways that they do not want to be hurt. Going too far in a scene intentionally. Raping someone. Uh, All rapists are level three sadists. Level four is where it goes to taking their life. Mm -hmm. Where that that is where the pleasure, when you hurt somebody to the point of taking their life, that is a class four sadist. I said levels, but it's classes. So I've found that those who are narcissists and also sadists are the ones that are class threes and class fours. And we have 
recently found out of someone's classification being a bit higher than we thought it was. Yes. Now, when it comes to this type of event taking place and these people, when you realize that the lifestyle isn't all rainbows and butterflies, Mm -hmm. at first it's all whips and chains and everything pains, (laughs) and it's fun and it's it's exciting, Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden there's this underbelly flip side that happens that also happens in the vanilla world because people are people there's good people there's bad people everywhere but to be realistic about things a lot of these class three and class four sadists are drawn to this lifestyle because they can get away with their abuse here yes does that make you want to run no does it make you want to close back off i mean obviously you're sitting here talking to me about this stuff and being very open, but within the the community and getting out of the house and actually being in real life with these other people, does it make you apprehensive? Um, Not really. Actually, it makes me feel a lot safer due to the fact that if someone is abusive and they come into the lifestyle, their abuse is still going to be shown. Their abuse is still going to be out there. I think because it can be disguised in the form of play, those abusers will still be shown. They'll think that they can disguise it. However, I think, and especially in the instance in our community, abuse is abuse, period. So I think the abuser was mistaken in believing that it could be veiled as play when it wasn't. It was abuse. And our community saw it for abuse for the most part, and rallied together in defense of our lifestyle. He tainted it, and they saw it for what it was. And so I'm, I'm very, very, actually very impressed and, and proud of our community and how they have rallied the victim of the abuse. Lifestyle or not, snake is a snake. Yeah. And one of the big problems is there's not enough education on what total power exchange is and whether or not safe words can be allowed with total power exchange and a master-slave dynamic. And I'm going to do an episode on that because I have recently researched the ever-living snot out of that. (laughs) And and, uh, that kind of information just isn't out there, not readily available. So I'm going to do an episode on that. Um, All right, let's bring us home now, bring it to a close. I've already asked you about advice that you have based on your experience and being new, but specifically, what advice do you have for those that are married to somebody in the lifestyle who are not really part of it themselves? Try to remain open-minded. The person you are married to is still the same person that you married. There is just a different facet to them. And you can't be everything to someone else and try to be open with that. And this new facet, this, these new kinks, if you don't feel comfortable fulfilling them or taking part in them, just remember that person, if they stick with the vanilla, they are hiding a very, very important part of themselves They will start to feel resentment, feel emptiness, depression. It could go pretty bad. So just keep an open mind. Keep the love there. Try to be understanding. Talk through it. 
and communicate. If it's something that you don't want in a marriage, unfortunately, that may be something that you need to discuss with your partner. However, the biggest mistake you can make is tying that person to you emotionally and not letting them be who they are. Nothing good can come from that for you, for them, for the relationship. It will crash and burn eventually anyway. So be open to it and try to understand the other person. Also, the person that is going into the lifestyle, you also should be understanding, understanding of the shock and the pain, the disappointment, all of the emotions that come with that of disillusionment. Please be patient and kind, loving, understanding of what your partner is going through with that. So bottom line is communication, <laughs> love, open-mindedness, and communication. It doesn't guarantee you will stay married, but it will make it a lot less painful. Okay, so final question to really wrap it up. Mm-hmm. Two years of experience, a little over, plus I believe tying somebody up as a teenager and making them sing the Mighty Mouse theme song. <laughs> You left them tied for a while. You came back and your only question of them was, why the heck are you not still singing? <laughs> you're, you're an evil woman. Um, <laughs> but seriously, how has all of this, this new education, this new way, this new level of communication affected your life overall where it spills into the vanilla world? Or uh, I've become more confident. I've learned to become more assertive in everyday life. I've learned a lot about myself and I'm a huge personal growth type person. And I think even if we didn't live the lifestyle anymore, for whatever reason, we would never go back, be able to go back to where we were. I think we understand and love each other on a totally different level, just because we don't have to hide who we are. And it's given me the freedom to be me, not just with kink with my own separate vanilla interests and hobbies and passions. Basically, nothing is too weird in our house anymore. (laughs) 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 So, yeah, I've, I've become more comfortable in my own skin and I've learned my own limitations and that if I don't like something or it's just not me, that's okay. There is no judgment with them and I don't have to be anything other than who I am for you, for anybody. I am who I am, good or bad, good or bad. I'm stubborn and I know I'm stubborn and I will probably always be stubborn. Gosh darn it, people like me. (laughs) (laughs) Way to be all about growth there. I'm stubborn and I'll always be stubborn. (laughs) That's just the way it is. (laughs) To that own self be true. All right, well, I know some of it was fun. Some of it was a little difficult, but I thank you for all of it. And uh, is it okay with you if anybody that has some questions reaches out to you on FetLife? That'll be awesome. All right, that is Lady Catherine 7 on FetLife Reader Profile. 
If you are listening to this and you are asking her questions, you can bypass asking me permission to contact her. Just put the uh, subject line listener so she will know that that is where the question comes from and she'll be more apt to respond to it. She does work a lot and very busy, so it may take her a few days to get to questions, um, but she will get back to you as long as it's something respectful and not demanding her submission or throwing your submission at her. Okay, that concludes the interview. Thank you so much for listening. Again, you can find us at cauldronscrypt.com, where you can find all of our contact information, show notes, whatever you need, all in one simple location, cauldronscrypt.com. Next time on The Crypt, it is going to be from a live recording that I did a few weeks ago talking about an article that went over seven healthy ways to introduce BDSM into your marriage. I found a lot of the uh, recommendations to be really simple things that made a lot of sense. So I hope you find as much value in it as I did. This has been Master Cauldron for cauldronscript.com. Unearth the truth.